Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Mental illness is many things. Like physical illness, mental illness can affect anyone and has many forms. The first important point to see is that mental illness is not just one illness but is many illnesses. It will help you to think about it in this way. There is the part of the young person that thinks and understands. You can call this part the child's mind. There is the part that feels happy and sad, frightened and calm, angry and joyful. You can call this part the emotions. Also there is the part that does things and takes action based on what the youngster thinks and feels. You can call this part behavior. What is mental illness? The child's mind, emotions, and behavior normally work together as a team. When children become mentally ill, the three members of the team stop working together. They each start doing their thing and the child cannot get them to start working together again. Some kinds of mental illness affect the mind the most. The youngster is unable to think clearly and understand things the way they really are. The world becomes a strange and confusing place for him. Other kinds of mental illness affect emotions more and other kinds affect behavior more. Here is another important point. All types of mental illness affect the child's mind, emotions, and behavior to some extent and in some way. When this happens, the young person finds it very hard to keep the three members of the team under control and working together. Keep this problem of teamwork in mind as you think about these signs of mental illness. 39 Their moods jump from one extreme to the other and they cannot control them. It is important to make this point. When you see any of the signs in this section, your foster child needs a mental health evaluation and likely needs professional care. Having said that, it also is important for you to understand the signs and have some ideas about how to help the child at your home. There are several reasons why your foster child might have trouble controlling his mood and emotions. The most likely is stress or excitement. The child feels upset or very excited, and his emotions are a little out of hand. Here is the important part of the sign. He cannot control his feelings and mood. When a child gets excited or upset, he normally can settle down, at least for a few minutes. What you see is that he is having part of the sign. Both parts need to be there before you would say he has the sign. His moods are jumping to the extremes and he cannot control it. A hyperactive child or a child with serious behavior problems often shows both sides of the sign. He may be happy and full of energy one minute and flip into near violence the next. He may be happy one minute and withdrawn the next. The change can be dramatic. He cannot control this flipping back and forth without professional help. This has nothing to do with mental illness but needs your caring concern. Another cause of the problem is depression. A depressed child often does not act like you might expect her to act. You might think she would be in a down mood and not very active. Her depression may look like this but is just as likely to look quite different. One look of a child's depression fits the sign well. Her moods and emotions flip around. For example, she may be very up and have a lot of energy and then down and withdrawn. She may be friendly and then angry for no reason you can see. The important thing is to see she cannot stop it and needs help with her depression. Another cause of this sign is serious mental illness. If this is what is happening with your foster child, you would likely see one or more of the other signs in this section. Here is what to know. Arguing and getting upset with the child only makes things worse. It is not a problem that has anything to do with discipline or willfulness. Her emotions and reactions really are out of control. She cannot help it. Patience and tolerance are in order. 40 They may go on extreme eating binges. Like other signs in this section, this sign can have several causes. One likely cause is depression. It combines with the child's nervousness and uptightness. Eating is something to do and a way of dealing with her nervous energy. It is somewhat like a natural tranquilizer. Eating too much can make a person sleepy and drowsy. This is useful if the child is uptight. It feels calming. 
Another cause sometimes seen in foster children is very different. A child who has been starved or has had food withheld from her as punishment may have this problem. When she eats, it is as if she fears it will be her last time for a long time. Understanding this makes it easy to see why she gorges herself. She also may sometimes hide food. It is like putting it away for a rainy day or one when there is nothing to eat. If your foster child has this problem, reassure her that food will always be there for her. Be patient with her. Another cause is part of an eating disorder. This problem is called bulimia. The child's weight likely is about right for her height and age. She, or he, may be in some athletic activities such as gymnastics or wrestling. The child vomits to control her weight. After eating, she purges or gets rid of what she has eaten. As if trying to make up for it, she eats huge amounts of food in one setting. This is not just overeating. She may eat enough food to serve as meals for 10 or 20 people. Keeping food away from her or locking up the food does no good and may make matters worse. 41 They may often vomit after eating or use laxatives to control their weight. Vomiting after eating is most likely caused by a minor illness or intestinal problem. With any sign, a physical problem may be all or part of the cause. Your foster child is much more likely to be physically ill than mentally ill. When vomiting or laxatives are the child's way to control her weight, she has a serious problem. She may have thought of it by herself or may have picked it up from a friend or something she read. The point is it is dangerous and both physically and psychologically unhealthy. The problem is common enough you should watch for it whether you suspect the problem or not. Watch for your foster child's needing to use the bathroom right after or during meals. Pay attention to unpleasant or unusual odors in the bathroom or other rooms in your house. Listen for any hints or clues when she talks with you or her friends. Watch for unusual body odor or bad breath. Also notice gray or darkening teeth. The behavior can cause permanent physical damage and even her death if it goes to the extreme. Talk with your foster child about the problem even if you don't think she has it. Talking about it will not give her the idea. It will teach her about the dangers so she knows about them when she hears about the behavior at school or somewhere else. If you find out about or suspect the behavior, try talking with the child. Also, closely watch her for a couple of weeks. If it does not stop, get her professional help. You and she cannot handle this problem by yourselves. Even if the behavior seems to stop, keep an eye out. It is likely to start back up. 42 They may starve themselves. First, keep this in mind. Dieting is never a good idea for a child under 12 or 13, unless directly supervised by a doctor. Even a day or so of eating little to nothing is dangerous for her. Here is the problem. While her food is cut way back, she does not grow. Even worse, she may never make up for the time she was not growing. This is very serious. A young child should never diet unless medically supervised. It is as simple as that. For your teenage foster child, watching her weight is usually not a big deal, although checking with her doctor is a good idea. Even eating little to nothing for a day or two once in a while usually does not hurt anything. Be sure it is not extreme. Be sure it does not go on for more than a couple of days at a time. Also be sure it does not happen more than once in a while. If she has a weight problem, talking with her doctor is the place to start. This sign has little to do with dieting or normal weight control. A child with this problem is starving herself. The first thing you would notice is her losing weight. This is a very bad sign. Next, you would notice her getting thin. Also you would see she is eating little to nothing. She might tell you she is watching her weight, is not hungry, or does not feel well. Whatever her reason is, she is not eating enough. Here is the hard part to understand. Even though the child is already thin, she thinks she is fat or at least thinks she is overweight. How she looks to you does not fit with her perception of herself. Her self-perception is distorted or does not fit with how she really is. 
She has lost her ability to judge herself. She feels fat no matter what the truth is. When you see the sign in your foster child, her need for professional help is urgent. You nor the child can handle the problem without help. You may get help quicker if you remember she can die from the behavior. It does have to do with depression and low self-esteem, but it is much more complicated. Professional care is always necessary. 43 They may not trust anyone and think people are out to get them. Whether you should be concerned about this sign is a matter of how strongly and how often you see the sign. Also consider how you might feel were you the child. Maybe people are not to be trusted and maybe they are out to get him. Maybe he is right. It is not unusual for a child to feel used sometimes and to be somewhat leery of people. It becomes a problem when he starts changing what he does or does not do, where he will and will not go. It is a problem when it interferes with his normal, day-to-day -day activities. The problem gets worse when he thinks people are trying to hurt him. This is more true if he is not sure who they are or if they are not people who would hurt him. For example, he might come to believe most teachers or maybe even you are trying to control his mind or find a chance to kill him. Here is what to watch for. Are his fears far beyond anything real, beyond reason, or quite weird? Always remember he has had a difficult life. He has had people hurt him. He has been lied to and has been let down by those who he trusted the most. If you have taken these things into consideration and the sign still concerns you, the child has a very serious problem. He needs professional help. 44 They may have very strange thoughts and feelings they cannot understand or control. A child may need help understanding her thoughts and feelings. She may need extra understanding from you and time to talk about what is going on in her life. Her thoughts and feelings may seem strange to her and be hard for her to figure out. At the same time, they seem normal and understandable to you. They are just part of growing up. They may be no surprise to you, considering her circumstances and what she has gone through. There are two things that should cause you concern. If the thoughts and feelings make the child very uneasy and do not go away in a couple of weeks, counseling likely will help. Also, if they make you very uncomfortable, talking with the child's caseworker or case manager is wise. If the thoughts and feelings are violent or destructive, it is a sign of anger and rage and is something the child needs help with. If the child's thoughts and beliefs are quite strange or very out of the ordinary, professional help is important. These kinds of things might include thinking he has special powers, people are controlling his thoughts, or other supernatural or far-out beliefs. Take time to be sure he is not just pretending or putting you on. Still, strange and uncontrolled thoughts and feelings can be a sign of serious mental illness. 45 They may have extreme fears that keep them from doing things most people the same age do easily. Fear is a feeling any child will have from time to time. Normal fears can be very strong. They can make it hard to handle the give and take of his days and weeks. Still, these fears do not keep him from doing the kinds of things most children do. At the rough points, a little understanding from you and a good pep talk are enough to get him to get on with getting on. Two types of fear are very serious. The first is fear of separating from home and important adults. The second is less specific. It ranges from being afraid of some things and situations to being afraid most of the time. Fear of separating is called separation anxiety. This is often seen as a fear of going to school but comes up sometimes as a fear of being alone or of being left. Being afraid to go to school is interesting. It looks like the child is afraid of going to school. There may be a good reason to be afraid of something at school. You need to give this possibility a lot of serious thought. Usually, school is not something the child has any good reason to fear. The truth is he does not want to be away from home and fears the separation. If he gets quick professional help, three or four weeks usually get the job done. For your part, the main thing will be to calmly but firmly make him go to school. You should take him if that is the only way to get him to go. Other kinds of serious fears are more complicated. 
your foster child likely has understandable reasons to be afraid. Bad things really have happened to her. She does not have many ways to stop things from just happening. Not having to live in a world where bad things happen and things just pop off may be the best thing she has going for her at your home. Helping her understand your normal world is an important part of your work with her. Once in a while, a child develops extreme and very puzzling fears. What start out as normal fears get so strong they keep her from doing normal kinds of things. Another child may start being afraid of things that are not real. She might fear odd things like becoming invisible, turning into a horse, being killed by rays from outer space, or something else just as weird. These fears are likely signs of mental illness and need checked out. 46 They may have trouble having people close or touching them. This sign has to be extreme to be important. When it is, the child is mentally ill and needs long-term treatment. Here is what to know. Usually, your foster child will be comfortable with touching, hugging, and having people close to him. By 10 or 12, he may like less of this type of attention, especially from adults. You will notice a lot of difference from child to child. Also, the foster child you now have may like this kind of attention some days and not others. Whether he holds back or wants to be touched, ask yourself this. Does he really want to do this? Unless you are sure he does, take it very slowly and gently. Stay close but let him control the touching, especially when it is a gesture of affection or just playful. Why? He is the one to decide about touching and who touches him. Abuse and especially sexual abuse may have made physical contact a very sensitive point for him. Just go easy and let him set the rules and limits. The best approach is to ask, would you like a hug? May I put my arm around you? May I look at the bruise on your leg? While you are still outside his room and without opening his door, ask, may I come in to talk a minute? If he says you cannot, try to respect his wishes. 47 They may urinate or defecate in their clothes. This is usually a serious problem sometimes caused by medical problems but more often by emotional troubles. Keep in mind that a child 10 or 12 years old sometimes might have an accident. Even so, it is unlikely for children that old. If you see the sign in your foster child, a physical examination is necessary. A real physical problem may be the cause. Here are a couple of things to know. Even if the problem is emotional, it can become physical if it goes on too long. Not regularly going to the bathroom causes physical problems. This means he needs medical care for the problem along with counseling. Also, there is not much you can do to help except calmly have him clean himself each time he has trouble. Making any more of it will only make the problem worse. 48 They may cut and hurt themselves on purpose. Your foster child might cut or hurt himself and really just be fooling around, but it is unlikely. Even then, it will happen once or twice and stop. If the cut or injury is more than minor or if the behavior keeps happening, the child has a problem. Talking to him about the problem and listening for other signs of trouble will help. This is a very serious problem. If it happens more than once or twice, he needs a mental health evaluation. Also look very closely for other signs you may have overlooked and do not accept the explanation that he is doing it for attention. It is much more serious than that. 49 They may have a strong interest in fire, watching fires, setting fires, and doing things with fire. A child might like to build fires and watch a fire burning. At the same time, he understands the danger and is careful. Also, fire is not something he thinks about much. A child who has a problem with fire has a much different set of thoughts and feelings about fire. He thinks a lot about it. He looks for chances to set fires, to watch fires, and to do things with fire. Before 10 or so, your foster child's playing with matches or lighters may cause a fire or get you concerned in other ways. Usually this is a behavior problem and not a sign of mental illness. By 10 to 12, it is more than a behavior problem, although a simple accident can still happen. 
If the child has a problem with fire, some effort to keep matches and lighters away from him is a good idea. Even taking time to teach him safe use of matches and fire cannot hurt and has helped some children. Also, talking with a fireman might have some educational value. These activities should not be used to frighten or scare the child. It is likely he has other problems that may be less easy to see. Here is the important point. Getting angry with him or punishing him are likely only to make the problem worse. Talking is important as is a warm, safe family environment. Even when they are there for him, professional help is important. 50. They may hear voices and see things others do not hear and cannot see. When your foster child has this sign, it is called hallucinating. The problem is most likely not a sign of mental illness. Hallucinations can be caused by high fevers or by drugs or some type of poison. Always consider these possibilities first. They mean she needs medical attention right now. Also, she may tell you about things that may seem like hallucinations when they are really dreams. At other times, it just seems to her like something odd happened when it did not. Any of these causes do not last long and do not come back up. Even at that, don't just brush them off as unimportant. Watch for other signs. Here is the important point. If the hallucinations are a sign of mental illness, they will happen from time to time. Also, the child believes they are real. Usually, she will tell you about them, especially if you ask if she is still hearing the voices or seeing the visions. If not, you can likely tell by watching her. You will see she is watching the visions or listening to the voices. Two additional points are important. First, this sign does not mean the child is dangerous. She probably is no more dangerous than other children. Second, she is seriously mentally ill. Helping her will take long-term professional treatment. An important part of her treatment is getting to live in your home and having you and your family to care about her. Consider this example. Barbara tried to think about the question her doctor just asked and then said, What? I don't know what is wrong with me. I don't think I heard what you said. She got up and started walking around the office as she continued, I just feel weird. It is like laughing and crying at the same time. It is like someone else is controlling me and playing tricks. Sue, another girl in the group, said, you should see her at school. I don't know what her problem is but she sure isn't normal. She isn't anything like she used to be. The doctor asked Sue to talk some more about what she had observed. She went on to describe the changes in Barbara. It is like she gets really high and nothing bothers her. The next time you see her, she is really down and will hardly talk. Later Barbara was again talking. I get so afraid I cannot stand it. It's like someone is talking to me, telling me these awful, bad things are going to happen. It says really bad things to me. She turned to face the wall and continued, I know. I know what's going to happen. No I will. She then went back to her chair and refused to talk anymore.
Music by Kevin McLeod.